I was walking to the West Side Highway with my dog. He's his leash was like extending the sidewalk, and then she was like, "Move your fucking dog!" And my and I have like a bad quality where I'll just immediately be like, "Oh, really, bitch?" You know? Oh my gosh! But I use more, and so we just like expletive. I just I don't know why. More what? I'm just like worse than like, that. You fucking crazy cunt! Like, <laughs> like really? No, yeah, I no. just I go right to cunt. No. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Working It Out. Uh, that is the voice of Chloe Feynman. That's 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 a little snippet from the middle of the episode in the slow round. That is such a funny story. Uh, Chloe Feynman is an amazingly funny and talented cast member on SNL. Uh, this episode is one of my faves. It's just so darn funny. Uh, there's a lot happening. Um, the show starts on Broadway this week. The Old Man in the Pool, a show that I, that you've been a part of all through over 84 episodes with many guests and uh, and across the country and around the world and outdoor shows and virtual shows, is culminating at the Vivian Beaumont Theater at Lincoln Center. Um, if you are having a hard time finding... Uh, affordable tickets, which I understand. The website is a little odd in terms of how it directs you to super expensive tickets. Um, Here's what I recommend. On Telecharge, there's, if you go to the seating charts, there's some $44 seats or $48 seats, and the seats are all great. The the sight lines are incredible in this theater. The other thing is, on Today Ticks, there's, I want to say, like, tickets in the 30s, 40s, and 50s through the holidays, through through Christmas. So there's just if, if you're frustrated with how expensive the tickets are, just like fish around uh, a little bit. Go on Today Ticks, get the Today Ticks app. I was doing it myself last night because I was trying to understand it. And that's certainly where I'm going to send Joe Birbiglia to buy tickets. No, <laughs> the, um, uh, but I'm so excited about the show. It's so cool. The design uh, of the set by Beowulf Barrett and the lighting design and the projections, all these things that are really, really amazing, we're all super proud of. And if you're on my Instagram, you might notice that I just announced I I play a small role in a beautiful film that Tom Hanks stars in called A Man Called Otto. comes out over Christmas. I highly recommend that. It's it's like a beautiful, heartwarming film. And then I'm in a a music video that that I've known about for a long time, but I've kept secret, and that's on my Instagram as well. And that's super, super fun and exciting. Uh, Today, we are joined by Chloe Feynman. Chloe is uh, just a wildly talented person. In addition to being this incredible cast member on SNL who does amazing impressions, she's in Noah Baumbach's film White Noise that comes out this fall which with Greta Gerwig and and this incredible cast. I mean, Noah Baumbach's movies are, I think, just some of my favorite films of all time. And so I'm thrilled that she's in that. I can't wait to see it. She and I reference how we're about to do a benefit for the NRDC, the Natural Resources Defense Council, an organization I think is amazing. Um, she she works out material from that performance on the show today in real time. Uh, she thinks it's going to go terribly. Uh, spoiler alert, it went great. She killed. People loved her. And uh, we read, well, first of all, we referenced Sarah Sherman, who's also on SNL. If you haven't listened to the Sarah Sherman episode of Working It Out, go back and listen to that. It's like four episodes ago. And also, oh, I should point out that 
you, you might have noticed there's there was cursing in the in the cold open show it's very rare today uh but but uh there is cursing a little bit through the show today but not super dirty but there's yeah there's curses so just so you know if you're if you have a five-year-old and you don't want them to start saying all these words all the time then maybe uh maybe this isn't for you uh Enjoy my conversation with the great Chloe Feynman. As you're pulling up, I thought of you because I had there's construction next door, mm-hmm. so I had to do that thing with all like movie and TV things. You have to be like, hey, are you gonna keep drilling for because <laughs> it's loud and uh-huh. you know? And the guy goes. Um, He's Irish. He goes, it'll be about a half hour. And then I did, I'm an amateur impressionist. You're a professional impressionist. Uh-huh. I do this thing. I immediately do impersonate. Yeah. I in, I literally go, <laughs> it's going to be about a half, half hour. hour. To myself. Half hour. Really? You didn't audibly no. do it back? Yeah. No, but, and then he's right there. Wow. Do you have that? Because I, that, is that I, like a rookie move on my no, part? No, no. I... Like, wherever I am, change my voice. <laughs> really? 100%. Oh, so in other words, you become the person you're talking to. Yeah, or like, yeah, or if I'm in London, I'm British. If I'm in France, yes. and I'll speak English and it's bad, but I'll be like, um, excuse me. Oh my God, that's like, so Hello, funny. I'm wondering. Yeah, like, it, like, I can't help it. And then I think when I get back to here, I become like nasally and I... And yes. Jewier than I normally oh, that's sound. Interesting, but you are Jewish. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like <laughs> you angry. Lean into your Jewish. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, it's really people funny. from Philadelphia. Like it just changes. It's crazy. It's I bad. do that in Massachusetts for sure because I grew up in Worcester. And okay, yeah, when I'm around there, I'm just like, are we going for fish? You know, it's like, <laughs> what am I? T- what am I saying? Right, right. Well, we're vessels. Are we gonna have hamburgers? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm With like, younger slumming? people, it's when I feel the most pathetic. Well, because oh, I'll that's be like, interesting. yeah, and they were like, no, I know, like literally, you know, and I know, I feel older than everybody this year. This is the oh, year where I'm, I'm woman now. Because it's your third year in the show? Well, I'm 34, but I've always identified as 27, but now I feel like <laughs> I've I'm- I've always identified as I really have like since 10, just like 20, like early, mid-20s, and now I'm that. older than everybody. I get that. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So- Everyone's younger. I've always looked about 40. <laughs> and now I'm 44 and I'm like, great. You're 40. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. You caught up with me. <laughs> but did you always feel like they, a, like a younger person looking up to other people and now yeah. you look like you're an older person who needs to mentor other people coming up? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. Um, famously, uh, my my first great Halloween costume in kindergarten was to be a little lady. So I've been dying to be an adult since a very young oh, age. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a young adult for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just wore, like, go, like more mature child's clothing. Did you do, a, like, a like a middle-aged woman voice when you did that part? I don't—I was just, like—they were, like, what are you? And I was, like, a little lady. Like, oh I'm a young gosh. adult. I just wanted to be a teen. Like, I always wanted to just be 10 years older than I was. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. And then you, on Letterman, you did like bird calls? Yeah. And that's like your TV debut? Like, that was so gross. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ew. Uh, yeah, that was, I come from a, 
I grew up in Berkeley, and then my parents moved to like right. Bougier Bay Area with oh. like traditions. There is Bougier Bay Area, and to me, like Berkeley's Marin not Marin or something. Yeah, like Marin next to Berkeley, like okay. the the Marin of the East Bay. Oh, okay, and they have traditions. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Biotech Dad did better. Ah, okay. Yeah, they didn't want to be sure. in Berkeley, um, and so there's like a. It's been going on for like I don't know sixty. Maybe a hundred years. This bird calling contest. Oh, so that's like a big thing. It's like a tradition. Yeah. And then everyone does like sketch comedy. Right. And then if you have a skit that's funny with your bird call, then you're flown to Letterman. Oh my God. No way. Yeah. And we didn't win, me and my and friend. you did a peafowl. A pe- yeah, whoa. You'd I, agree. I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. And that was the part I went, and then my friend went, and that was our call. When you do that, I'm like, I should quit comedy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, I can teach you something that okay, I learned. Okay. Because this, because it was scary to do the bird call, but this is a turkey. You just go like, take your yeah. hand and just go. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's what's fun. Yeah. There you go. You just did it. It's fun, actually. I will say, having a seven-year-old daughter is fun for just that kind of silliness yeah. again. Yeah. Because you can just do silly bird calls and this and that. And then they and laugh and they laugh. You don't, yeah, and you don't yeah. fear failing. Right. Because kids don't fear failure, really. They're like the ultimate improvisers. I mean, they fear failure, you but in a like, different you way. You sound just like my dad. <laughs> oh, really? Does he say something he's like an impro- that? He's like, improv is my religion. That's his new— Does he improvise? Oh, Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Since I was a small child, every Saturday at the Fort Mason Center in San Francisco. I don't know why I put cameras on. Oh, yeah. As he's gotten older, it's his religion now, which is a crazy thing to say. It's funny because that's, I, I, it's it's not a religion for me, but I definitely think like the most I've learned from anything is learning the rules of improv. Yeah. He, did it when I was a little kid. When my mom was pregnant with my sister, I went to my dad's improv class and would like run on stage. But then in now he was going alone, but like is so attached to my mom, he was like manipulating her to also go to improv. But she's a painter and and really like introverted. And to her, it was hell. Yeah. But then she finally got into it. Because she had a depression with her paint. All her paintings were black, supposedly. I don't know. She yeah. had, that's how she shows depression. She's like my waspy mom. Yeah. And now she's painting and hilarious. Oh, my God. And then my dad does this gross. I th- It's cute, but to me it's disgusting where he'll be like, your mom was so funny in improv today. Oh, my like, God. You should have seen this when I your mom did. I can't this. Yeah. <laughs> so they go, sometimes they were going twice a week. Now it's, I think, mostly Saturdays. But there's a period, they're both retired. And this is what they do. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like the quintessential inverse of sort of me and a lot of other comedians who, mm-hmm. like, my dad was a doctor, my mom right. was a nurse. And so <laughs> me being a comedian was just, like, true disappointment. Right. And with you, it's like... Your parents are improvisers and painters. Painter, like, improviser. What are you going to do, Chloe? <laughs> yeah, I had I had to do something creative. That's in, that's wild. Yeah. Did you feel pressure to? Um, For real? I don't. I always no. I well, my sister's a painter. My, oh my grandma gosh. was a painter. My yeah. grandfather was a painter. Yeah. Um, I think like my sister and I are. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like the royal tenenbaum. There's three of us. 
And I was a good painter, but then my sister was so much better. So then it was like, you do that yes. psychotically, I'll do wig life. And then my older sister's- <laughs> Wig life. Wig life. That's what we call it. <laughs> that is so yeah. funny. And then my older sister is like fitness. She's a competitive CrossFit. Read this, yeah. Yeah. So I, it really reminds me of- like a well-known of, CrossFit person. Yeah. She's, she's crushing it <laughs> in the community. I think she was fifth this year. Whoa. In the world for her wow. age group. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. So yeah, so I found you, uh, your comedy through Instagram because Jack Antonoff, who, who we're cool. mutually friends with, is awesome. Uh-huh. And was, was literally like at lunch one day, like he showed me, he goes, it was uh, you doing Greta Gerwig. This is before you got SNL. Uh-huh. It was you doing Greta Gerwig. And it was like... A lot, I have a lot of questions on this. First of all, okay. so then I was like, I was following you, and then you got SNL, wow. and so then I felt like I was part of, even though we didn't know each other, I was like, part of the journey. The journey. I was on the journey with you. <laughs> Do you have a lot of people like that who are excited that they Most, followed you before you got on? Yeah, I think, like, I don't really get stopped on the street that much. Ooh, woe is me. <laughs> um, but when I do, it's usually like, I was following you before. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 the That's from cool. the first they they had the first album yeah yeah that feels like special and yeah. then I always am like what it could have been if I just kept doing that but oh well here we are now what what do you think it would have been I don't know I don't it's it's like this weird thing where internet's so important and and on the show we're also doing internet I don't know I know I'm grateful I like what I'm I like my life you're you're like the first generation though of people who are cast on SNL from being on online. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But I but it's kind of phenomenal in a way because yeah. in some ways it's like it actually is the Olympics of comedy. Right. In in a certain way like yeah. there is a democratization of comedy where mm-hmm. it's like if you're good enough on Instagram and your friend is showing you at lunch, you got to see this Greta Gerwig impression yeah. like you win. Yeah. I don't know. I think that seems pretty fair. Yeah, I hope. I don't know. It did help I think, get on the show. I, well, the first time I met Lauren, the first thing he said to me was, so what's with the Instagram? Oh, my God. What's with the Instagram? And I was like, what is Instagram? I think I, <laughs> I misunderstood and I, like, explained what Instagram was, uh, which is crazy. I just yeah. saw behind you it says 100 penises plus 100 vaginas. Yeah, no. The, the, I do, I, it's a very sophisticated operation <laughs> we're running right here. No, I have all my cards... <laughs> On the wall of like jokes that 100 Pieces, 100 Vaginas actually is in the Old Man in the Pool show that you saw in Los Angeles. When was, now I'm trying to The YMCA Pool memory. Oh, 100 Penises, 100 Vaginas. Okay, yeah, context. Okay, yep, 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 I got it, got it. So, no, I was thrilled when you came to Mark Tabor Forum in Los Angeles. It was was like super fun. And then we, we like hung afterwards outside Mm -hmm. for a while. And then it it became almost like, Uh, I rarely have this. It was like a talk back. (laughs) It was like a, it was like a little press conference. Yeah. (laughs) Like people just started shooting questions at Uh me. We were right by the fountain. Yeah. It was was fun. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, oh, so the Irish guy, so, so the, so the, I asked the guy out front how long he was going to drill for. And he was like, oh, about a half hour. And then I'm thinking about a half hour, about a half hour. And then I was like, so about impressions, and it's like, am I, with, with like the discussion of cultural appropriation right now, it's like, am I allowed to do Irish? A hundred percent. It's all you have. <laughs> <laughs> because no, I'm Irish and Italian? No, yeah, I'm just like, when people are like, obviously the, the big no's are like, 
Well, I'm not even going to say them. They're so obvious. But yeah. then the few, like, Italian, well, I don't know. You can't do a Latino or a black character, yeah. probably, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think, like, uh, train, you know, gender stuff, I, I'm really sensitive right. to. Right, right, You wouldn't play a gay, gay yeah. or Yeah, like when Jojo Siwa yeah. decided to come out, I was like, oh, oh great. But I'm so sensitive to it. I, it's probably fine. I think I'm just, like, yeah, sensitive to it. Right. But Italian, for someone to say I can't be Italian is crazy. That's all I have. I'm not. I'm like a white. Look at how white I am. I'm so blonde. Right. I have like four things I can do. I have like four things <laughs> I can do. I. You know what I always do as like a to hedge mm-hmm. is if I'm doing I'll I'll be telling a story because a lot yeah. of it is storytelling, right? Like yeah. it's like it's like I was in France and mm-hmm. then someone said to me like oh, excuse <laughs> me is, yeah. is, you know and you're like what I say is like. I'm going to do a bad French accent. Yeah, I do that pretty much with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is terrible, but I'm not stopping. <laughs> I, and, but, you, but you're like the best of the best, and you still say that. I'm not the best. I think I have a few that I'm proud of, and then a lot I'm like, oof. Really? Oh, yeah. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud Um. Uh, I mean, what just came to I am proud of my Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, I know. I, I, I am actually proud of that. Because that I, took me a long time to find it. Oh, is that true? Yeah. But I love, I, I did my college essay on her. So I've watched at, hundreds of hours of that woman, that star. Um, so I met Meryl Streep a few years ago because I was hosting the DGA Honors. Amazing. And they were honoring Ang Lee. So uh-huh. Bernie Weaver gave that. And then... um. And then Meryl Streep gave it for for um, for Anne Roth, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, customer of all time, and hilarious person, very funny yeah, person. Yeah, we were Anne Roth. Holy cow! Yeah, I didn't know exactly who she was, and I'm in White Noise, Noah Baumbach's latest movie. You are? Yeah. Oh, that's no one's gonna so know it's me cool. because Noah was like. I, for whatever reason, was like, bring a wig. And I didn't know if he was joking. Oh my God, that's so and funny. And so I brought a wig, and Anne was like, I think that's adorable. I think that's great. And oh. so I wore my own wig in the movie. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Yeah, but she was really funny. Oh, Anne Roth is hilarious. And actually, we should give a shout out to Anne Roth. Yeah. Works on all of No Bombback's movies. Yeah. And, 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 Devil Wears Prada and like all, like many of yeah. the great movie yeah. costuming she, movies. She's like, yeah, she reminded. I had teachers like her, just like cut, they're all cut from this like magical, kind of like down here. Yeah, genius cloth. I loved being around her. I want to say she's ninety years old. Easily, yeah. <laughs> but I think this was maybe her last, unless she's doing another one. I don't know. You're in White Noise. Yeah, I'm so excited about yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Coming out this fall? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to, I think it's premiering. I did ADR for it two days ago. I think it's premiering on the 30th here. No, Bombag is like one of my favorite film directors of all time. Yeah, it was okay. Is that, is, by the way, is that the direction you're going, which is like acting in serious films or serious comedic films? I find films? myself having, doing the things I always wanted to do. I went to, I was a theater, I was like a drama major. I yeah. wanted to do classical theater. Yeah. And then really like wound up. Right, you went to Tish. Yeah, Tish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I was good. I can, co- <laughs> I was really good. Yeah, yeah. I was wow. like Chekhov, baby, tears, tears for days. Uh, and then just like slipped, really had a hard time trying to have a career as an actor. So I think like 
my what I get excited about is like the these fancy little things, like a Noah Baumbach or yeah. And I find like the last I don't know. Ever since I've gotten been on SNL, a lot of people will introduce me or be like, "Oh, I met somebody who said you're actually really good." Oh my god, that's so you know? funny! Like, you're actually really yeah, good. Like you're so and so knew you in college and like said you were like really good. You know. And, that's so cool, though. I, but, I love that that seems seemingly like— I peaked I think, is what I'm saying. It's not that you peaked. Knowing that you have this background in dramatic acting makes me so excited because I find that, like, sometimes, like, my favorite people in SNL, they get done with it, and then they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's like this odd— I know. It's this mega showcase yeah. for a really specific, specific skill. Thing. Yeah. And then they get off, and then you're and and then you're like— Oh, you can only do the skill, and there's not like another show, right? Yeah, that's what's like scary about the. I think that's why I'm trying to do these little. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's great. Yeah, it is like a. But I. But then some people do. I think a lot of people have really figured it out in a huge way. When when you were working with Noah, mm-hmm. is Gret, Greta's in it, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> so then. Okay, I'm at this. I mean, Greta Gerwig is in White Noise, which I I knew. Yes, and she's like the most wonderful, amazing, lovely, amazing. Wonder, and we talked about Timothee. Um, we had this like great conversation, and there's no cell phones on set. That's like yes, which I really like. A I tip read, of the cap. Yeah, it was Don't like think twice is the same thing. Kind of no, changed, no changed my life. But then after meeting Greta, I like was like, what if what I have on my phone is like, I don't know what I said. And then I like went, I grabbed my phone and hid in the bathroom just to like make sure. What do you mean? I just worry about like upsetting someone, you know? Like the impression I have of her on my phone is somehow says something possibly that could be misconstrued as offensive. So I went, and it wasn't, I was fine. But just like, that's the panic. Right, when you talk to Greta, <laughs> she ever ask you to do the impression for her? I don't think she knows I do the impression. No way. Yes way. That's why I hid in the bathroom and did like, <laughs> I don't know, what's that called? Like control, quality control. <laughs> you know we're going to release this to the world, She's right? fine. She can watch it. It's fine. It can easily be, be- I can work on it and make it better for her. This is great. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. I don't know. It, I've never done it on the show. Will you do it right now, and then we'll like, put this? Yeah. I was just sort of like, yes, yes. Uh, um, it's so uh, wonderful being <laughs> Mike Birbiglia. Is uh, it's just in a lot of like, hand oh shaven. <laughs> I think so, in the video, I, in so... the video, I go like Noah Bombeck. Yes, yes. Oh and, my god! Uh, but it was fine. Is anyone get mad about the impressions? I've gotten notes from somebody, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I've got notes. I did get a note, but I cannot name. I'll tell you after the pod. Um, in the DMs of like, it's a little bit more like this, a little less this. From the person? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. But in their defense, found it helpful. Oh, Impression really? was much better. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Support for Working Out comes from Aura Frames. We all love taking photos on our phones, right? But there's so many of them. Hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of photos wasting away in your camera roll. 
Stop scrolling through so many photos. Start putting them to good use with a unique, stylish digital picture frame from Aura Frames. I got one of them right by my bedside. It's like a slideshow of photos that I really like from my of my family that sort of scrolls through on this little frame, this little picture frame. I love it. Free unlimited storage. You can add unlimited photos and videos. Invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions, and it's private. You have complete control over who has access to your frame. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code WIO. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, code W-I-O. Terms and conditions apply. Support for Working It Out comes from Viore. Viore is a clothing company that draws inspiration from the coastal California lifestyle. I was thrilled that they were willing to be a sponsor because I could just talk about how soft and comfortable their clothing is all the time. I mean, I'll read the stuff they told me to say. It's uh, It inspires others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it does that. But also, my experience is it's very, very comfortable. Viore offsets 100% of their carbon footprint, and since 2019, they've also offset 100% of their plastic footprint. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off. Ooh, that's good, your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash burbigs. That's viore.com slash burbigs. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. What? Free shipping on any U.S. orders over 75 bucks and free returns. That's viore.com slash burbigs. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. When Sarah Sherman was on, she called the Please Don't Destroy folks boys please don't destroy boys she says the please don't destroy boys yeah was that real you know multiple people (laughs) refer to them as the please don't destroy boys (laughs) okay the please don't destroy boys yeah do you think they're boys or men they're definitely uh, they're both they're men inside of boys yeah that's a great answer yeah because i think you look at them and you're like and they're like really hardworking and yes and really competent and really smart yes and don't, not to be effed with. Yeah, yeah, they're not to be effed with. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You have a thing where you're living the dream, like literally. I mean, I made a goddamn movie about this, about uh-huh. how like being on SNL is like the dream mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. How do you live in the moment when you're doing the exact thing that you wanted to do? Um. Well, it's hard. I, I don't know. I think like I think about watching like – because I'm, I am in my 30s, SNL on VHS with, like, my childhood friends when we'd have sleepovers. Sure. And, like, that's when it feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I never saw myself ever on the show. And I think a lot of people don't see themselves on the show who are on the show. Really? Yeah, I ask this question. Yeah. Maybe there's, like, a few who are, like, born to be here. Um, oh, so you, so, so you think, like, for example, like, Bowen or... Or Sarah, like, they didn't think about being on it. Or maybe they say they, but they clearly did. But the comment, I'm sure they, I don't know. Or the please don't destroy boys. Those probably were like, I am genetically made (laughs) in a lab to (laughs) work on this show. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just remember, like, last year having a conversation, and, like, none of us were like, ever thought we'd be on the show. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I think once I moved to L.A. and, like, started doing Groundlings, then I was like, I have to be on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was— That's when that's when the shift occurred. Yeah, I, like, went crazy. And I was like, I'm on—you know, I think I wrote myself a check because Jim Carrey did, did that. You did that? Yes, I did. I'm woo-woo. <laughs> and so in case the listeners don't know, Jim Carrey famously— It's so cringy. <laughs> famously wrote himself, like, a check for, like, $5 million, million. or something. I might get the the number amount much wrong, but it's ten. Yeah, and it was like, (laughs) and it was was like a check to himself, and then like, and then he did make ten million dollars doing a movie, and it's just like, it's it's such a bizarre story, but also like, you like, did you write yourself a check? I was doing. This is so crazy. (laughs) It's so LA. I was. uh, I had a boxing teacher, this Australian woman. Tommy boxing, and okay. she was like, "You need to write." And was also like life coachy, as a lot of like fitness people in LA are. And she's like, "You need to write yourself a check." No way. And then I like wrote, I don't know, like a hundred. She's like, "More, more." And then I only wrote a million because I was like, "I don't know how much they pay." Oh my god! And I had it in my wallet, and maybe it's in a different wallet, but that's really embarrassing. I kind of and I don't love think I've told though. people that. I yeah. love that though. Yeah. It's such an unbelievable job to get. It's so you're, you're like blessed by above. I don't know. There is something about so Larry Wilmore was on the podcast recently, and he, he used the phrase "putting it out there." And mm-hmm. like, you know, I think it's a it's a pop idea. It's a pop culture idea of like mm-hmm. putting it out there, and then maybe it'll it'll come true. And in his case, it did for like right. a ton of things. Right. In your case, it did. But it's like, yeah, it you're not wrong. No. Dude, work for Jim Carrey, work for Larry Wilmore. Yeah. Work for you. Yeah. I, I was like that mid I was just so lost and it was like any like pathetic, like woo-woo thing to keep me going. When you say woo-woo, you mean kind of hippie, hippie. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I come from hippies. Gosh. Um, yeah. I'd also read like a Nicole Byer thing around that time where she was like, if enough people say something about you, or like it's you're gonna get like, I had a lot of people be like, you should be on the show. Yeah. You should. You'd be great on da-da-da. And then it, like, gave me the confidence to pursue it. This is the thing we do called the slow round. It's, um, do you remember a nickname from your life that was either good or bad? Uh, Clois Petunia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one I've heard on the show. <laughs> really? Clois Petunia? Yeah. From what? All my friends call me that. Based on what? I've, uh, I've no, I, Chloe's like, I've never called my name. Okay. I'm Chloe. <laughs> All of these are Klobuchar, Chloe we'll- Jones. <laughs> Klobuchar I don't love, but I've called it a lot. Klobuchar. Uh, because of Senator Klobuchar? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I started to be called Klobuchar and Klobi. Uh, uh, Chalo forever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love all these. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, you remember a time you were so scared you ran away? Yes. And today it came back to haunt oh me. Oh, gosh. A woman and I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last fall. Both of us blondes filmed, had a, we like Karen'd each other and we both filmed each other over our dogs. No way. Yeah. And today, like truly this morning, this woman saw me and like did a, basically like I have a dog, I have a Shiba Inu. Just He's, to be clear, yeah. can, can, you Karen'd each other basically is based on the woman who filmed the bird watch. Right. But this is, this is the wrong word. We okay. basically, okay. here's what happened. 
I was walking to the West Side Highway with my dog. He's not well trained. It's in his breed. It's not my fault. He's a Shiba Inu. And he kind of like. His, <laughs> Is that one of your nicknames? <laughs> Shiba Inu? Yeah. <laughs> you could, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His leash was like extending the sidewalk. And then she was like, move your fucking dog. And my, and I have like a bad quality where I'll just immediately be like, Oh, really, bitch? You know? Oh, my gosh. But I use more. And so we just, like, exploded. I just, I don't know why. More what? I'm just like. Worse than like, that? You fucking crazy cunt. Like, really? <laughs> no, yeah, I no, just, I go right to cunt. No, yes. No. And I forget that what are people. What talking about? I swear to God. I was like, I was like, really, cunt? Like, it just falls out of, I have to work on, it's like a huge issue I have to work on. This is wild. And then, this I know, you wouldn't, ex- this is you wouldn't expect this it from is me. explosive. My dad's like, I don't know, I don't know where it comes from, I don't know, I don't know. We just yell in the bay, I don't know. So then she was like, fucking, ba-, you know, and it was like, truly like, we're in the West Village. Well, it's so beautiful. What was the offense in the first place? She just told me to, she was like, move your fucking dog. Oh, and I was she like, started it and then I said, excuse me, bitch. And then, yeah, which yeah. I shouldn't have done. And then she went crazy. And then suddenly the C word comes out. But then I had to also go to the West Side Highway. So we were in the same direction. Right. Then she whips out her phone and is like, you're harassing me. You're harassing oh, me. No. Which is like terrifying. And I didn't know what to do, and so I filmed her back. And it was so goofy and so stupid. I had to call, like, ten people and say that this thing happened. And in it, you'll just see me filming this blonde woman. But I have the footage of her, and we're both blonde. (laughs) Anyway, and it's me being like, you're crazy. I don't know what— And That should be—first of all— this is a slow round, but that should be a bit eventually. Maybe you already (laughs) are thinking of it as a bit. I haven't thought about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll see her again and apologize. Would you apologize? I should apologize. It was just so— But I don't think you should apologize. I mean, look, she threw the first punch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who talks like that? When you see my dog, you'll be like, who Who would ever talk? Exactly. He's like a puppy. <laughs> That's what I do. I always go, he's a fucking puppy, which wow. I shouldn't do. It's like I get very protective of my dog. I thought it was hilarious. A lot of people were like, "You're this is going to wind up— ruining you. Right. Um, like TMZ, mm-hmm. page six. Yeah. Working it out. But I ran away today to <laughs> oh <my gosh>. answer <laughs> your um, question. Do you remember a smell from your childhood? Oh, um, so many. Um, yeah, I, yes. And it, my, my friend Erica and my friend Mimi's parent, Jewish, I somehow would like have like a hundred things in their freezer and so that has a really distinct smell. And so if it have a popsicle, it would taste like everything else in the yep. freezer. And then yep. my, my first boyfriend also had that same freezer oh. refrigerator thing. And that was sort of like, oh, you're familiar. Yeah, it's like, is that even a smell? Like the freezer smell, smell. is when definitely a thing. thing. Yeah. But what is it exactly? I don't know. And then when it makes the other foods taste like yes. the smell. Everything just smells like freezer. Freezer, yeah. And sort of tastes like freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were a kid, do you remember any group that wouldn't let you in? Oh. Uh, I was, I've always been a floater. Okay. Like friends with. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Entertainers, what can we what can we do? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing. Well, you're an adapter. Adapter. You're yeah. like and adapting I, to whatever group. It's, it's yeah. like the and I have accent. no personality, and I have to change it. Yeah. What's well, the accent? <laughs> I'm so thing. inauthentic. You, you, someone does their <laughs> Irish, and then you do your yeah. Irish. Yeah. Um, 
Gosh, so many. Um, what was the group that you were like, come on, let me into your group. Uh, come on, group. it's ridiculous. I feel like as a kid, I wanted to be a dancer and I couldn't leap high enough. And then, <laughs> okay. and then the teacher had to take my mom aside and explain that like I couldn't leap high enough. I was like, my body weight just like wouldn't do that and I had to be demoted. And then oh. I kind of lost my my dance friends. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> That is tough. Yeah. I'm noticing that even with my daughter, like which kids can do dance, which right. kids can, which kids can do gymnastics yeah. and which kids can. It's yeah. tough. Looking back, very funny to have to like do do the test. Oh, I know. And leaping is like the dumbest physical thing. I don't know. There's something like so silly. Yeah, so silly. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you that worked? Um, In earnest? Yeah. Uh, the whole thing's in Yeah, my teacher, like when I, you know how I was so good in college? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were really betting on me, my teachers. Yeah. Um, we're like, you're going to be on, you're going to be Nora in the doll's house the year you graduate. Wow. Never happened. Wow. Um, but they were like, I think I was kind of confused how to not be in college because it really was the happiest I ever was. Uh, and the, her whole thing was show them who you are. Okay. Teach, teach them who you are. So, like, because I think everyone's so quick to, like, label or put you in a thing. Sure. You know, even with, like, I'm in comedy and I have to teach people I can act or, you know. Right. And it's really, like, you have the control and the power. Oh, that's such good advice. Yeah. I don't know. If you want to be something, you can teach people you are that thing. I feel like one of the biggest frustrations in life is often that the feeling of being misunderstood. Yeah. And so, like, the teaching them Mm -hmm. who you are is, like, kind of the answer to that. A hundred percent. Which is, like, people don't, like, I know tons of artists who are, like, people don't understand this about me. And I'm often, like, people don't understand this about me. It's, like, well, it's kind of on me. To teach them. I got to teach them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like, acting can just be, like, absolute hell. Or at least I felt like where everyone's, like, well, you're more blah. Yeah. Or like, well, but you're this thing. Yeah. And then it's like the then the the art and the career and the beauty of that it just like dies so quickly. Do you ever get hung up on SNL that the, because you're an actor, you're a dramatic actor, that you're not going deep enough because you got to go so deep so fast? Sometimes when I'm having a bad read through or I just really ate shit. Um, and I'm sleep deprived during the read. If I'm not in something for a long time, I go into like, I could have been. And I'm like, what's with all these bits? Like no one oh really, God, so I'm like, funny. oh God, here we are, another little skit. And like, that's when I just like clearly haven't done enough work. Right. And I want to like take it down in my head. Well, I think about that all the time when I watch the show. I'm always like, if I were on the show, I would be so frustrated all the time <laughs> about the thing I just did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had that like when I, I guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I found yeah. that it was like this weird thing where I was like, oh, it goes so fast. Yeah. You can't even think about the thing that you just fucked up. No. That's what, like, the beauty of how it's structured. Yeah. And Monday, by Monday, no one really remembers <laughs> Saturday. how great you were on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and I have really experienced where I've, like, crushed uh, on us, and I walk in, like, so oh my God. thinking I'm going to have, like, another great week. And, like, the week after doing really well yes. was always the worst. Um, oh, what's the thing that you, reading a book, seeing a movie— seeing a play, like, what do you crave in art when you see it? What's the thing you want to see? 
Hmm. I, I mean, I really, like, love a good performance. I'm such a I, – I, like, even just, like, the dropout, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, drama, but it's not. Yeah. And it's, like, funny, but it's not. Wait, did you do an impression of her on Instagram? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we do it or not? Uh, what greater is there – wait, no. What greater <laughs> gift is there than achieving world peace? Oh, my God. You actually are wildly grounded as a person to talk to her, or, or but then when you go into the voices, it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Just like <laughs> something's broken. <laughs> hey, friends! Just a little shout out to my cats, Precious and Mister Mustache. This ad is is for them. Those are my two cats. I love my pets. I know you love your pets too. And today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. They offer customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you and me to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time, they allow you to customize your plan, ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com WIO for working it out. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com WIO. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com WIO. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Support for Mike Birbiglia's Working It Out comes from Helix Sleep. Helix has been with this podcast from the very beginning. We are huge Helix mattress fans over here. Let me tell you a few things that are great about Helix Sleep mattresses. They are fiberglass-free. Unlike other brands, Helix mattresses do not contain fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health. As you may have seen in the news or on social media, there have been a number of health issues and lawsuits related to fiberglass and mattresses. You know, actually, I used to, I used to have a mattress that was pure fiberglass. It was just, it was literally a bed of fiberglass. No longer. I sleep on Helix mattresses, which are fiberglass-free. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burbigs. That's helixsleep.com slash burbigs. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. No, now. So this is the sort of the working out new material section of the show, which mm-hmm. is newly called From the Notebook. Uh-huh. Um, do you have stuff from your, your notebook that you're working on right now? Yeah, I think my latest thing is for tomorrow, I do um, Celebrities Coming, and then I was told <laughs> that might be too racy for what we're doing, which will have aired. So then prior to coming in here, I was trying to think of like gentle euphemisms for coming. Wait, so which celebrities do you do coming? All or do of you them, not- baby. <laughs> 
Do you want to do it or no? Um, yeah. Well, like, like for example, here's like the first one. It's like Drew Barrymore, and it's like I'm coming. Oh I'm god. like super. Oh my god. Coming. Oh this my god. That's so literally funny. blowing my. You know, oh my and god, then. That's so but good. I don't think I can say coming in front of my really? boss. Or can you? I don't know. I think so. Someone gave me a phone call and was like, "It's way too." And then another person was like, "You're fine." And trying to think of like another way to say coming, such a funny coming. Um, who else do you do? Um, my favorite coming is Francis McDormand. Okay. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm my, and then it's oh like, and then it goes like this. It goes, I just came. Oh my God. <laughs> I have this thing that I'm going to do on Fallon tomorrow, which is like, because I, I talk about in the show that you saw, Old Man in the Pool. Yeah. I talk about how I had cancer when I was 20. And so every, ever since then, I go for my annual cystoscopy. And the thing yeah. that happens, I don't use drugs recreationally. Mm-hmm. And so when I go under anesthesia, uh. I'm wild. <laughs> I'm wild. I'm just like, this is awesome. <laughs> we should do this all the time. <laughs> and the anesthesiologist, I said to him, I'm in the, th- you know, I'm in the gown and everything, yeah. and my wife's there. And, I go, so what is it that you're giving me? And he goes, uh, propofol. And I go, oh, that's the one that killed Michael Jackson. And he goes, and Joan Rivers. Oh, my God. And I was like, this isn't like a yes and activity. <laughs> this isn't like a who died doing what you're about to do brainstorm. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sort of looking for like, yeah, but that Michael Jackson thing had a lot of other stuff right, going right, right. on. He had an amusement park in his yard. <laughs> Um, oh, that's so funny. So there's that. And then there's, uh, and then I, so I go under. And then when I come up, I'm like, I'm super high. <laughs> and I'm saying to my wife, we should do this at home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we should do this at home. And she's like, all right. <laughs> and then I'm like making a case for it because uh-huh. I'm high. Right. And, and so I'm becoming like the, it's all natural drug right, right, guy right, right, at, right, like, right. at like music festivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's from all, the earth. Yeah, it's like it's from the earth. It's from soybean. <laughs> I go, I literally said this because I've asked the anesthesiologist like what it's made of. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's lipids. Oh, no. It's just, li- I swear to God, <laughs> it's just lipids. I don't even know what lipids are. And I'm <laughs> trying to convince my, yeah, right. exactly. I'm trying to convince my wife like, it's fine because it's lipids. <laughs> So yeah, and so I'm doing that uh, on, on Fallon. Yeah, inappropriate question. Of course, there is no inappropriate. Because I remember my dad going under, um, and then they shaved a lot of. Him. Oh gosh! Do they do that to you? No, I've never. Well, no, I've never had that. Because he woke up high as hell, and everything was shaved. Oh my gosh! And that was very funny. I think in an emergency situation, they do stuff okay, like that. Okay, but this that. is just like a check. This is just casual. A check, casual check. Casual. F- yeah. the, this, the joke I make in the show is they <laughs> take a camera and they stick it through your penis to look in your bladder. I know you're thinking, Mike, a camera can't fit through a penis. Good news and bad news on that front. <laughs> yeah. The good news is it can. The bad news is the same as the good news. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing that on on uh, the Tonight Show, and it's funny because like. I, I mean, maybe this is showing behind the curtain too much, but it's like, you know, with talk shows, when you go on, mm-hmm. you have to have like a a call with the producer right. where you're essentially pitching what you're going to say. Right. And then they choose what stuff they like. Right. And then 
Uh, you and, get there. And then you get there and they go, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Right. Then you have to like memorize your own script. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you have to memorize the thing that you actually don't even know. Right. And that you said on a phone call At like once. 9 a.m. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The funniest I had in the spring, or no, like June, because uh, I'd never done Seth, Ma- I'd never done Seth's show. Mm-hmm. Way to change it to just Seth. Seth. Ew. <laughs> I'm I'm brainwashed at this place. Everyone calls him Seth. I met the man one time. Seth Myers. Why did I do that? Everyone does that. Yeah. At work, it's Seth. It's, the, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's the, Seth. Yeah. Because a lot of people work at Seth. Yeah. During the week and then there come to yeah. SNL. But anyway, I had the preliminary thing and then like I get there and they're showing me what it's going to be. But my day was the school shooting episode day. So oh my gosh. before giving me like, here's what you're going to do on the show, they're like, so no big deal. Like Jennifer Connelly backed out because Top Gun and uh, school shoot. But like, it's going to be great. Oh, and yeah. you're going to go first. And then we have that senator oh, my who like God. broke America's heart with his like touching speech. He's going to go after. But Seth's going to like do a Q&A and like, you know, like live in the mood. Like he'll do he'll do his monologue and like that. That's going to make everyone cry, but but then you'll come out, and it'll be hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And it was insane. It was, and then the Q&A, so I'm standing, like, ready to go, and I'm nervous, and then the Q&A is like, so what do you think we should do about gun control? Like, no. nothing was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the funny thing about, like, how like how often we're in comedy situations where the wind is not in our favor no, no. to succeed. No. No, because then I was like, okay, you did pretty good. And then you, like, leave, and I'm kind of like, did I do okay? And everyone's just watching the senator, you know, like, cl- like yes. give the most touching and everything. It was, like, death silence. It was crazy. I had that happen, and, and this is the life of a talk show every day. Yeah. I, when a guest host is for Jimmy Kimmel, it's like that it was it, when the leak occurred before the Roe v. Wade decision. And oh it was like, my God. And it was like, well, I don't even know, like, what could I possibly say? Right, because you have to address America. Yeah. That's like the new thing with talk shows. <laughs> you have to address the nation, <laughs> which I'm like, when did that start? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lipids. But it, it yeah, lipids. It's lipids. Yeah, it's lipids. No, it's lipids, bro. <laughs> it's lipids, baby. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It is, yeah. I find it like, I mean, SNL has to deal with like political oh stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. With the Roe v. Wade, th- yeah, it's so interesting. Like a punch-up room for that kind of stuff. I'm yes. not in it because I don't write those. Right. But it always like blows my mind. Whew. Um, yeah. Do you write for yourself on the show? Do you mm-hmm. pitch stuff for yourself? We all do. Yeah. 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 Didn't know that going in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't have tried so hard to get the job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of homework. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it, that's like that's when it's the most satisfying. But obviously you like pitch and then five geniuses make it way better. Right. And then you're like so grateful. That's what Sarah Sherman was saying when she was on the show. She was like, she was like, it's so crazy to go your whole career writing for yourself and yeah. then like people start writing in your voice. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. It's this year especially. Like I think like starting, I think Sarah's year is really great. And the Please Don't Destroy Boys. Oh, there yeah. were like 10 new people. Forget about it. And But it made it like way more collaborative. I feel like my first year, I'd be like, there would be like one person yeah. I could go to. Because yeah. everyone else was like dealing with the higher ups. Um, 
but but like the greatest gift, yeah, is when you'll be like, oh, let's do this, and then they just like give you like a perfect script, and then you're like, I don't know what to change. Is it like how does it compare to like working at Groundlings? Um, very similar, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Although Groundlings, sometimes you'd do a solo write. Mm. And that would just be you on your own. And SNL, even if you write it on your own, then if it's picked, then like four people or two people will come on it, make it better, and then you'll table it with everybody. So then 15 people just make it way better. It's great. Do you ever feel like when you do table reads, Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like the laughs are wrong? Yeah, of course. You're like, come on. Yeah. That is funny. And I will say, especially if it goes well, I'm shocked. Yeah, the f- yeah, the amount of times I'm like, this is just gonna kill. Yeah. To like nothing. Yeah. And then the thing I'm like, this is gonna eat such shit is the thing that does well. Melanie and I talk about it all the time with stand up is like, if you imagine laughter in your head, there will be no. There laughter. will be no laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like annihilating. Yeah, it really it's is. The though. only like true thing in comedy is if you hear laughter in your head, right. it will not exist. Yeah. Yeah, es- yeah, especially like a like clever little wordplay thing, and no one laughs, and it's so painful. <sighs> I think it's because comedy is imperfect. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're just hmm. taking stabs in the dark with imperfect things, mm-hmm. and then some of it clicks. Yeah. And you go, cool. Right. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll use that this year. The thing we ended with is called Working It Out for a Cause, and we give, uh, I I donate to an organization that you think is doing a good job, and then uh, we link to them in the show notes and encourage others to contribute. Great. Is there anyone you think is great? Yeah, I really love Best Buddies. Best Buddies? Yeah. It's an organization that helps people who are developmentally challenged get jobs, find community, friendship. It's bestbuddies.org. Yeah. This looks fantastic. Yeah, there's like walkathons. It's awesome. I've met like wonderful people through it. This is great. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give to Best Buddies, and uh, and and I encourage folks to do uh, click in the show notes as well. And um, thanks, Chloe, uh, for for coming on. You're a riot, and I just can't <laughs> wait to see what you do next. Working it out because it's not done. Working it out because there's no. That's going to do it for Working It Out with Chloe Feynman. Holy cow. Uh, Chloe Feynman is just a riot. You can see her on Saturday Night Live. She plays, last week she played Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it was so, it's so funny. That's It's a cold open. It was so, so funny. And uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Chloe is crazy. C-H-L-O-E. I-S crazy. Um, or you can see her in the film White Noise, which is on Netflix soon, the Noah Baumbach film. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Joseph Berbiglia and Peter Salomon, associate producer Mabel Lewis, consulting producer Seth Barish, assistant producers Gary Simons and Lucy Jones. Sound mix by Shub Sarin, supervising engineer Kate Belinsky. Special thanks to Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. 
My consigliere, Mike Berkowitz, and special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. Special thanks to my wife, the poet J-Hope Stein. Her book is called Little Astronaut. It's a book of poems. It's in bookstores right now. Special thanks, as always, to our daughter, Una, who built a radio fort made of pillows. Thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Look, it's, 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 sometimes it's hard to talk to your enemies, right? We all know that. How, how, do, you, how do you begin the conversation? But I had this thought, like, maybe stop by a local bakery Ask the baker, hey, I'd like to send a message to my enemies. Could we put on a cake in frosting? Like, eh, like on the, you know, just on the cake. Just like, hey, I know we're enemies, uh, but there's this podcast you should check out. Two creatives, workout material, creative ideas, a lot of fun. Maybe that's too much writing for a cake. All right. Well, we'll work that one out next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>